Hello everyone, welcome to episode four of the Hot Dinner Podcast. Um, episode four. That is the audio-visual element to this episode, um, where you can see me and unfortunately you can see Dan. <laughs> hey. You. Um, hey, you know I'm, you know I'm scared, you know I'm conscious about my weight. You see our tech as well, isn't that good? It's our headphones and our mic. Yeah. What's, what's your new tech you got, Dan? What's, what make is it? You... Just the classic, classic blue Yeti mic. <laughs> Bought from a nice lady from Newtonley Willows. So you stand up, was she an ex-podcaster? Yeah, ex, yeah, ex-podcaster, ex My ex-factor, ex-factor winner. Yeah, uh, your ex-wife. Steve, Bro- so it was Steve Brookstein, yeah. <laughs> real sausages, real mess! I had a thing today, right? If... I was eating a meal deal, right? Okay. If you could eat a meal deal for every meal, and that was the only thing you could have, what would you have? Well, would it have to be Tesco, like um, Tesco one, or could you have Use your head, use your head and think just what is... Could you have a Greg's one? Because they do meal deals, don't they? A meal deal, that's like a meal... Well, it is a meal deal, but it's not. You know what I mean? Um, right, okay. I'll just see if there's any little loopholes. What, so for breakfast, dinner and tea? Yeah. Well, breakfast, you go for breakfast sandwich, obviously. Yeah. Um, what snack? I don't know what snacks you get. You get a croissant. <laughs> a, a big fucking croissant. <laughs> Croissant's like a like croissant's like a freelance. Yeah, I suppose. Um, it's not part of any institution. Flapjack, you can get that. That'd be nice. Nice little granola bit, maybe, and then nice cup cup of coffee or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know your feelings on coffee, Mister Fisher. Worst drink in the world. Anyone who drinks coffee hates themselves. <laughs> Right, well, you're wrong, but fine. You need to go to bed at 11 o'clock or have a coffee. I'm going to bed at 11 o'clock. No, yeah, I agree with that. But, yeah, mate, a cup of tea's no better. It's like drinking rusty water. I won't have that. I have to say. I, start, I like drinking pasta water now. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little... As in the water, the water that you cook pasta in. Yeah, like when it's a bit, <clears throat> when it's a bit salty, that's like tea, that. That is well. That is the most um, unorthodox rank thing I've ever heard. But yeah, okay. Let's move on to your dinner. What, what are you having for dinner? Um, egg, egg and cress. Yeah, obviously. Um, that always goes down well. It's on brown egg, bread or white bread. Brown, definitely brown. Brown. It contrasts nice against the egg. Yes. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um. I'd probably have another water. I'd probably have water. I don't I don't really like Coke and all that anymore, you know. Maybe lemonade, I might treat myself. Okay. Seven up. Yeah. And for tea? Yeah. Um for tea. I'm not shit. I'd um oh, shit. Can you have egg again? Yeah. You can actually to be, I know what you can get from the co op. You can get a Scotch egg as your side. 
<laughs> so that'll be like two scotch eggs. That'll be nice. What yeah. with the main meal though? Um, egg sandwich. You're fucking horrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool, what would you have then? I'm going to tell you. I've got mine written down. Oh, of course you do, yeah. Well, I actually had it today. So oh. breakfast, I'd have a white egg sandwich. That's, no. With an apple and grape box and fresh orange. I've got the... F- uh, I've- yeah, f- do you know fresh, yeah, fresh I've, orange. Yeah. I've, done okay. five, I've done my five a day, man. Oh, fair enough. I've just I've got my five eggs a day, as normal. Got your daily overdose of cholesterol. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have for dinner. I'm gonna have a prawn layered salad. You see, that sounds nice, but it is nice. No, but the pr- prawns in like Tesco and all that, all that tastes like I don't know, r- like rubbers on the end of pencils. That's just a testament to the the horrible conditions to farm them in. Which I enjoy. So oh, okay, yeah, uh, that seems right up your street. Yeah, suffering of marine wildlife. Mm-hmm. So I like I like I actively encourage the littering of plastic. Um, I think it's good. Wow, how Show, long are we in? Already got a bit controversial. Show them a lesson. I like it. Show them a lesson. They're actually living that sea for free. No, that's good. Dr- drum up some controversy. You might get some more listens. That's a good idea. And then yeah. for, my, my, yeah, for my snack, I'm having a flapjack. Um, Good. And, yeah. then, and then for the, the drink, I'm going to have a fancy smoothie. You know, like the the naked ones. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Tea. To be fair, mine's quite cholesterol as well. Um, for tea, Just I'm, egg yolks. Egg yolk after egg yolk. An egg yolk. <laughs> hot, hot egg yolks and rice. Um, yeah. Now I'm gonna have a cheese plowman sandwich, ready salted walkers, and a full fat coke. Just, just like ruin everything I've worked for for the rest. Yeah. Just gets like if, yeah. That just stinks of Matthew Fisher. I always get starving at like seven o'clock just after tea, and I'm thinking if I have that, then it should hopefully see. Oh, yeah. That's... And that's fair enough. Yeah. So. Have you got any so, Well, as we know, you are a man of style, are you not? Yeah, I am. So, what's your favourite type of art? Um, what just... Well, like, is this a serious question? Yeah. Uh, I just want to know a bit, I just want to know a bit more about you, Matthew. Tell you the, hat, like. the hats I don't like, if you like, if you prefer that. Okay, that tells a lot about a person, yeah. Right, first... Off, it's just the classic beanie, the one that kind of goes, yeah, touches your neck. That's it looks like it's like full of, just full of really long hair, but like they take it off in the bowl. Yeah. Sex offender apparel. <laughs> uh, another hat I don't like is kind of those caps that they wear in the U.S. Marines, and people wear them casually. Those kind of like it's like a it's like a baseball cap. And it's kind of like beret in one, or like a chef's hat. It's like, can you, do you know what I mean? It's what? Like, like I've no idea what you mean. Wear baseball cap. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have seen that. I'm trying to think who wears one. Like a baker boy hat. A little bit, yeah, but not as plump to the side. And the, oh, okay. the cap's more like a baseball. I hate them. 
Uh, and then I'll, I'll have a look. Go on, keep going. Um, I'm trying to think of other hats I hate. People who wear like cowboy hats in England. Yeah, that go. I mean, that goes without saying. Really. Yeah, a few people I know that like pull it off. Um, but generally, if if you were our age wearing a cowboy hat, I'm worried. I I I understand what you mean about the marine hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, off with their heads. I'd say my favourite hat, um, kind of like a, a Victorian top hat. A Victorian engineer or like a Quaker hat. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I wear that. But like that in red, with loads of brass buttons on, and you look like, look like I don't know what fudge manufacturer, fudge or toffee man, fudge man, fudge man. Yeah. Hello, I'm the fudge man. Hello, I'm Jonathan, Jonathan Fudgeman. Hello, have you seen the fudgeman? <laughs> uh, yeah. Victorian school child came out with me. Um, oh well, I've got one more question actually. Uh, what fits the like the cut-off time for a full English breakfast? I don't think there is one. Oh. I remember I had one at about eight o'clock in the eight o'clock at night when I was in Weatherspoons once in Newcastle. Like a full English breakfast, Not yeah, <laughs> all day brunch. It was like it was the all day brunch, but it that's just basically full English. Isn't Not it? the all day brunch. I mean, like a full English breakfast with a cup of tea. And loads of toast. Well, that's it does in Weatherspoons, doesn't it? I don't go Weatherspoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I went there with her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to go again. But I, and then I realised there's just nowhere to eat near my house. Yeah, it's not like £45 for a pizza. Like, I buy loads of stuff off Amazon. So do loads of people that say stuff about Weatherspoons. The world isn't perfect. Exactly. He's he's not perfect, but <coughs> people that work there, and it's just yeah. it's it's pilot high and sell it cheap. It's it's bound to work. If anything, people need to set more of a notice. Um, do I sound really right wing now? I don't think so. I think you've argued it quite well. I think I have as well. I've got my reasons. I don't feel. Yeah. I don't. I don't go in there like ha 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 ha. I don't. You know, laugh at everyone. Yeah. As a consequence, but uh, the the Alfredo pasta it almost feels like authentically Italian. Oh yeah, authentically Italian, made by Mario Mario Smith in the back kitchen. Yeah, by Bruce in the back kitchen. Yeah, no hair. Uh, shall we advance? I think so. Yeah, I agree. Advance forward in time. Hi there. Hi, good morning. Here to report a crime. Yep. An international war crime. Right. I think we've got another um, another meeting with the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. Really? I heard. Oh, yeah, because we went to do some of our filming for them. Yeah, yeah. We had a, we had a good time, didn't we? Meeting since the lockdown restrictions had been... Yeah. I think we're in Essex this um, this yep. week, weren't we? North East Essex. East, East Essex. It was... Um, it was all right, you know, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. So there's a few people, well, well, obviously here, the footage we captured, but there's a few people yeah, yeah, yeah. bumped into that I wasn't expecting to be there. Um, so yeah, let's play the recording. Yeah, let's get that, get that recording up. Boop. Um, welcome back, alpha males of the alpha machines. 
to our motor car meeting. I'm your Romeo overlord, Ron Wilson, and this week we're visiting the owners of Essex. I used to, you know, guys, I used to have fond memories of this part of the country, as it was actually in Basildon, where I got a beautiful set of alloys for the 164 a few years back. Wow, how they glistened in the sky like an apple crumble. But then again, I did have, I think, thinking back, actually, yeah, I did have a panic attack in Thurrock services because, um, you know, the wife had got a big egg stain on the upholstery of the spider and then she actually used my Alpha Bomber jacket to wipe it up. I was, I felt sick. You know, I had to go through eight chicken bakes and a tin of emergency glove box custard to try and calm myself down. You know, it's fair to say I can't go back there without having horrible eggy flashbacks. <sighs> anyway, um, enough about me. I think we, our first guest, um, sorry, what's your name, sir? It's Bo Albertson. It's uh, Ron Williamson. Uh, please take it away. Hello, I'm Bert Albertson. Some of you may know me by my better and more true Monika, Steve Lamech. I call myself Bert to keep my Alfa Romeo enthusiasm separate from my career as a popular Radio 6 music DJ. I live in fear of the BBC discovering my Alfa passion and finding out I fiddle my BBC expenses to buy one. Because of this, I use Bert Albertson as my disguise. I bought my Mito in 2014 after telling the BBC I would need £8,200 of travel expenses for my daily tubes to the Radio 6 office. Much to my surprise, they agreed to pay, and the same day I was shaking hands with Luciano Luigi Marigio at Alfa Romeo Dartford. In all honesty, in my radio career, I've worked with a ton of high-end audio equipment. That's not like... <laughs> in all honesty, in my radio career, I've worked with a ton of high-end audio equipment and speakers, but the hi-fi system in the Romeo is second to none. If there was one selling point of the car, it's those sublime tweeters emitting nonsense-free punk rock and modern anarchism. The Mito is, in essence, the car of a subculture and a forgotten generation. Needless to say, the power of the Mito's engine does not need to be spoken of. I do, however, want to tell a little tale of how it saved my skin once. After leaving the Radio 6 office after my afternoon show one hot Thursday, I was about to step into the Mito when I heard a brash, yank voice shout, Hey Steve, I hope that's not your car. You know the BBC doesn't fund sports cars? It was Shuey Morgan, the New York shithouse, Radio 6 presenter and frontman for critically acclaimed fun-loving criminals. No, I said, I've just rented it. Me and the missus are taking a holiday to the East Sussex Downs and we wanted to imagine that we're on the Monaco coast, so we rented this mini Ferrari. Huey wasn't convinced, and as I entered the main road, I saw a large Harley-Davidson motorbike on my tail. To my panic, I realised it was Huey. I soon accelerated and clocked 150 miles an hour down London's Euston Road. The speed at which I was travelling now allowed the Mito to completely disappear. And after two minutes in this state, I was long out of sight of Huey. And in the midst of it all, I'd managed to erase two years of his memory, <laughs> thus forgetting his encounter with me. I suppose the in essence, the Mito saved my life. I'd like to thank the company and the club for my survival to this day. 
as a Radio 6 afternoon DJ. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you, uh, St- Steve. No, sorry, um, Ron. Yes, Bert, Bertrand. Um, yeah, um, that's it for this week. After that, um, that harrowing tale from our Thanks. our good friend. Yep. Um, I think we'll we'll see you next see you next time in East Wales, maybe. For half an hour. Hello, lads. Me again. I'm still here with me mum after my wife kicked us out a few weeks ago. I hope she lets me back in soon because, quite frankly, it's becoming a fucking nightmare living here. Shit. I hope my mum didn't hear that. You see, we've had a bit of a rough week this week. She's gotten into online bingo since the halls have been shut and she's been on it for 12 hours a day. Which, well, you know, with obviously taking breaks to watch uh, Judge Rinder and Grand Designs. So it's not that bad, I suppose. She's been winning quite a bit of money, to be fair to her. I was getting quite jealous. Anyway, a few days ago, she was four hours into her afternoon session. (laughs) And (laughs) And I was upstairs in the spare bedroom on a Zoom call with George Clark, you know, from Amazing, Amazing Spaces and that. I had to have my headphones on so mum wouldn't hear me because you know she, you know she can't stand him. You know what she's like. Anyway, he was chatting away about how we'd just been round a couple's house in Somerset that was made entirely out of pie crust and Newcastle brown ale bottles. Oh man, Noel, I'm telling you, it was such an amazing space. I could it. <laughs> I could even look past all that Brunel, you know, being a big Mac and all that. The stench of that lardy, sweaty crust sent me into ecstasy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just nodding away. <laughs> I was just nodding along to try and get on with it all because I wanted to get onto this new song that I'd been writing and I wanted to show him. But out of politeness, though, I asked him if... He had a video or any pictures, you know, because I could see he was getting really excited about it and was dying to show me. Oh, man, do you really want to see it all, Noel? It'll be right up your cosmic street, I reckon. I'll send over some pictures first and then the videos. So he started to send over the videos. The first He started to send over the first few pictures, and to be fair, they were quite impressive. The way the crust joined onto the bottles was quite a feat of engineering. In fact, it inspired me to get to work on a bit of a song. I'll, sh- I'll, I'll show you the demo once I've finished with this story, if I've got time. But this is when it went a bit tits up. The more pictures he was sending through, the more he started to freeze up. I tried shouting at him, telling him to stop sending them. But the bloody Zoom call was playing up. As soon as he sent over the video, a still image of his cheeky... Cheeky Mackham grin was frozen on my computer. I heard a shout from downstairs, and then I knew I was in deep shit. Noel! Noel! What the hell are you doing with the internet, Bax? I've just been kicked out of my online bingo game. <coughs> I didn't realise she was Indian. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Roy Keane. <laughs> <laughs>
you better not be doing what you nothing you shouldn't be doing. She was stomping upstairs, swung open the door, and then she saw it was on the screen. I knew it was fucked at this point. That better not be who I think it is, Noel. His big Mackham head was jammed up <laughs> my internet and it's cast me £800 on the bingo. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Mama. He was just showing me a house paying out of pie crust. I don't care if he was showing you pictures of the Taj fucking Mahal made out of baby bells. He just cast me £800. I'll be charging your boat for that. <laughs> <laughs> she slammed the door and we haven't really spoke since. I slipped the £800 under the door, along with an extra 200 to say sorry for talking to George Clark. But it's not proven very successful so far. Anyway, I think we've got enough time, so I'll show you that song about the um, pie house that I was writing. I hope you both like it. Right, let's... Um... I take one step into this amazing space I'm blown away by the things I have seen Brown ale fills the windows, I see up to the skies It's like Gaza's been in with the smell of pork pies The fridges are full of George Michael's CD There lies a copy of fate next to Andy Marie She's gorgeous, she's fine I say to myself as I turn around See what's behind A kitchen island But not as you know it It's it's mushroom and chicken bakes on top of each other Do you feel me? Do you feel the crusty vibes? It's like a bottle of cosmic energy Ready to explode onto a puff pastry lid Maybe it's just the brown ale fumes talking But I can see myself living here Resting my head on a beef wellington pillow Calling up George Clark on the ancestral landline I feel like the space just gets me. It understands that no Thomas David Gallagher is about. I've not even mentioned the best feature yet. Get ready for yourself. Send you from Rochdale to Manchester via the Metrolink tram service. Short crust. Skirting board. It's got a short crust. Skirting board. Short cross skirting board. It's got a 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 short cross skirting board. I don't know what else you need. It's pie and meat and ale and meat. The house is cooking as you see. It's good to you and her and me. What else could you need in life? No kids, no job, who needs a wife? The kitchen island made of crust To die this house you simply must be absolutely raving mad It's not for me, oh shut up lad Pie and peas for every meal To wash it down, pint of ale Who needs friends when you've got pastry? Short for feel or puff and savoury Dry your eyes with flaky batter Or blow your brains out with a splatter <laughs> wow. Um very good. Good lyricism. That's um the end was a bit a uh, bit dark. No, I hope he's all right. Not like genius. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Wednesday's jacket. So Dan, um, I lost my uh, one of my goldfish this week. What? Did you check down the back of the couch? Yeah, it was just it had gone for a walk and it just got too dry. Yeah, and then ultimately led to its non-existence. Yeah, it shouldn't really, Joe. It's dead. A dead. Your, your pet has died. Are you feeling okay? Dead as fuck. Yeah, I feel. Dead is... I feel okay. I just feel like I've betrayed it. I mean, how, how long have you had them? A number of weeks. I've had about two and a half weeks. Yeah. But yeah, it just it just it was just too small compared to the one. I just think it was doomed from the start. I did everything. Yeah. A ru- you've picked a runt. Yeah. A runt goldfish. Yeah. By then there was like about eighty nine in the tank, and you picked the you picked the shitter. Yeah, well, what I was trying to say was that it's not conditions for a goldfish to be living in. No, I agree. Battery farmed goldfish, yeah, two pound each is all. Imagine being worth <laughs> two pounds. I know. <laughs> so, but my other one is growing quite a lot. Um, so I'm happy about that. But yeah, uh, the. The fish are obviously called Derek and Domino. Uh, yeah. And Domino was the one that died, so I'm going to have to tell the news to Johnny Marr at some point. <clears throat> I, I think I think it will break his heart, but... Um, Odd fish. Yeah. Bit of Derek. So, yeah. Rip, rip Domino. Rip uh, Domino, Rick. How I many, hope Derek's okay. How many Mars bars think I've had today? Two, I think. Five. Oh, big ones. Two big ones. <laughs> Three little ones, but they're not that much little other. I've reckon they're like the fun the fun size ones or like the ones that you get in like an Easter egg. The ones you get in an Easter egg, kind of the almost like four inch maybe. <laughs> the middle ground ones, yeah. That kind of size. And then yeah. So yeah, I'm full of Mars bars today. Full of Mars. Mm. Uh, on the on, have you ever had a bad Mars bar before? No, I've not. And I don't know. I feel like that should just not exist. Anything, yeah, that's not. I think you can get deep fried ice cream, can't you? Yeah. I've heard. How does that even work? It's just science, man. Like fossilizing ice cream, really. Think about it. So, on the subject of uh, battering, um, I've been. There's a have loop. You been, You've been fighting people again? I managed to secure a contract with um, the documentary filmmaker, Louis Theroux. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. He's done a tour, going back to the batter, and he's done a tour of some weird chip shops in the UK. Oh, chip shop batter. Okay, not like a salt and battery. Oh, but it, it That'd could... be a good, good, name, good name for a fish shop, a salt and battery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I can't think of anything. You know, just go for the the normal codfather. Yeah. I was at I was at, at fishing ships yesterday at um, what was it? Uh, the Almighty Cod, actually. Nice. And sit down in Seaton Carew. My last fishing ships was Atlantic Fish Bar in Cholton, right? And I, I ordered them online to go and pick up because I don't want to like have to wait. Because I thought if I order them before I drive there, then I don't have to wait in the shop at all. Yeah, is that that? Yeah, we've been in that one, haven't we? Yeah, and then I can just f off when I've got them. Yeah, but you know the one that we've been in. There's yeah, this one right. There's exactly the same shop, and I ordered it from that one right. 
there's two two of the same shops and they're on the same road and they're like I thought is it exactly the same? Yeah, I think they're about We I think we've been in both, you know, because I was so confused when we went in the second time. I think there's about 300 doors between. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a massive one. Yeah. Jubal a stereo chip shop. Anyway, uh, so we could have a, they could have a tunnel underneath, on, like between them to connect them. Should be one that does chips and one that does fish or something. Yeah, just to uh, f, just to fuck everyone off. Total like control. Yeah, they like I'm the chip man. I'm the. <laughs> so yeah, uh, should we listen to this um, tape that Lou Fruz done us? Yeah, stick stick our mate Louie on. Cool. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> Hello, it's Louis Theroux here, and this is my program, Louis Theroux's Weird Chip Shops. This debut episode takes me to Stargate Fish and Chips in Blackpool, a town in the north of England, world renowned for its hen party culture, pleasure beach, and donkey rides. Whilst I acknowledge that such pleasures exist in the seaside Mecca, I'm here to find out about its weirder pastimes, the act of full body battering. After hours at Blackpool's many chip shops. In this episode, I'm delighted to speak to Mr. Pat T, who allows us into this weird world. I met Pat towards the end of his day shift at the chip shop. I, I ordered sausage and chips with a splashing of curry sauce, my favourite. We sat at the back of the chip shop and Pat began to talk. So, Louis, it really is great to meet you. Me and Mrs. T have long watched your programmes and it's a delight to be part of it. There was a short silence among the shop. Full body battering, it's a sheer delight. People judge, begrudge, but until they've tried it, they could only imagine the sheer pleasure it brings. The shop shuts at 6pm. This gives us an hour and a half for me and Mrs. T to get ready, load the full body fryers with oil and to season the battering mixture appropriately. Pat T led me upstairs to show me his full body battering machines. They were overly decorated with crushed velvet and gold trimmings and each sat about seven foot by four foot wide. In the corner, there was a vat with the label... For the yips, not for the chips. I found this a little strange. So, Louis, I would say it's pretty self-explanatory as to what happens. We invite guests, they pay the battering fee, and then we coat them in our home battering remedy. And then we allow them to fry at a temperature of just 125 degrees Celsius. Don't you think people might find this a little bit weird, I asked? Of course they do, but that's why me and Mrs. T select our guests very carefully during the chip shop hours. If we see a handsome young man or an elderly woman with a high value for her skin, we look at each other and hold three fingers up under the counter to signify a catch. When such interests of ours collect their order, we lightly keep gripping the takeaway bag and whisper softly into their ear, come here at 7.30, we want to batter you. At this moment, Pat grabbed me softly by the lapels and expressed, Louis, I want to batter you tonight. This was Pat's open invite to the battering session. I agreed to try and assist with the doc for the purposes of the documentary, but on one condition, that I may be coated in the batter, but not fried. Needless to say, 
I was a little bit scared. Join me next week on Louis Farouk's Weird Chip Shops, where we dive a little deeper into Blackpool's deepest secret. Wow. That was full body battering. Yeah, it's just, it, sound, it sounds a bit perilous. It sounds completely perilous. In fact, I don't think I could last 125 degrees Celsius. For how long? 125 days. I reckon you get used to acclimatise. You know, the human body's good at that. 125 and the body battering. What's your, what's your, your that's about your um, optimum temperature, isn't it? For a human, 125 yeah. degrees, yeah. Body temperature's a little bit higher, 130. Yeah. Um, I, I've been about 200 before and I was all right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you go past 100 fast enough, your blood doesn't really boil. It just, it just sounds... It gets to the point where it can't get boiled anymore. It just kind of, it's as hot as it can be. Yeah, just starts shouting, I'm so hot, man. Yeah, F off with this heat, man. Oh, man, I'm so hot, man. Oh, man. Um, cool us down please please uh, my dad was asked for a shout out in this podcast so um, here you go with pleasure ah uh, my dad enjoys fish and chips I'll tell you a little bit about what order he'd probably get I reckon he would get well, it's probably a no nonsense order really it's like a battered fish obviously well, it doesn't matter cod cod, cod or haddock Either. not fussed not bothered good lad large chips mushy peas um, maybe just a little bit of curry sauce, just just to like dip stuff into, but maybe it's not a splash, splash. I think maybe just salt and vinegar would would do yeah. it. No, oh, yeah. And then a respectful order that. And then a tango. I think tango goes quite well with fish and chips. Yeah, it does. There you go, Dad. That's your shout out. It's a goal del Newcastle. Es el gol del Newcastle. So Dan, we're coming towards the end of the podcast. That's a shame. Have you gotten back into the swing of things with the, and the music side of things? You know, our, our yeah, doc- yeah, yeah. Now, um, Virgin and EMI. Yeah, now people are starting to release um, tracks again. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, we've had a few. I've had a few emails. Like we don't need any more music, but people still try. So. Yeah, it's just, it's arrogance, if anything. Do you want to tell me some of the bands that have maybe pissed you off this week or have been interested in? Uh, there was two in particular, Rick. Well, one pissed me off. The other one, the other one I'd, I could, I can relate to the other one, yeah. The first one, they were a band called Software Update. And straight away, I just thought, come on, guys. They say, what, they're an electro-folk style band? They're all about the same age as Mumford and Sons, like the same type of people as well. Weedy little city, yeah, city boys, little city boys, but they think they like sit on hay bales and that. Go to those barbers that like where people gel the moustache. Yeah, and charge you forty quid. I I went into one of them by accident. I used to go, not by accident, for a long time. I thought I thought oh, it's only it's only like twelve quid. Charged me twenty six quid for a haircut. I was nearly sick in yeah. their face. Yeah, but any and um, but anyway, I yeah. Going back onto software update, they've got um got a new single coming out called "Unable to Install New Operating System." 
What, what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon about that, eh? I mean, it's a real-life struggle for the middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've, you know, unless you've got a Mac, you don't experience that problem. So, yeah. I'd say they brought that on themselves. Yeah, I agree. Just quickly, um, when was the last time you used a post office? Uh, probably about... Honestly, I can't. I've not got a clue. I reckon about two years ago. Wow. And what? So, and do you normally send another question? Do you normally send it first or second class? Oh, it was first. Good, good lad. I, I feel like I've not posted a parcel in ages, and that's why I've got to the post office. Yeah. I'm, no, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Stamps and Morrison's and that. You just use the letterboxes. Yeah. But I think, I think that probably two years is probably an overstep. It's probably more like two weeks. Yeah. You're in there this morning with your egg bap. <laughs> Shouting at them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're fucking shit in here. You never, never serve us on time. Doing never that. got me par- I ordered a parcel yesterday and it's not come. What's that about? What's that about? That's your fault. That's your fault. That's your fault. That's your fault. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you got another, any other bands you want to share with me? Um, I've got, well, it's not a band, this one. He's um, a rapper that, I, that goes by the name of uh, Mr. E Type. <laughs> like um and he explains he's from Macclesfield and he's like obsessed with the Jaguar E type cars. Like he's got a big tattoo of a big red one on his thigh and his phone ringtones um the revving engine of one. But um he actually he drives a Nissan Cash because he can't afford the insurance of an E type because he's actually written off his last four cars in graveyards I don't know that's all the information he gives there right yeah so music but he's, he's got a single coming out called Go Compare Yourself which <laughs> seems to be some kind of reference to the insurance um, provider yeah it sounds a bit like kind of one of those like positive rap songs it's like Go Compare Yourself to the World you know yeah but maybe uh, yeah, you could. I, I like that way of looking at it, but I think it's got a more sinister. He just hates the go compare man. He's like, go compare yourself, mother liquors. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was he from again? Uh, Macclesfield, and he's uh, actually one. One last thing, he's strangely financially backed by the Turkish government and Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> nice. That's, that's about it. Afford some good production then. Uh, yeah, I think so. I really look forward to hearing what he's got. Yeah, it should be really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you if you got any you got any bands that have um... I've got one and I hate I've got two and I hate them both. Um, okay, that's good. So the first one are the <clears throat> Dire Beatles. Um, right. They're you know, lifelong like NHS doctors, uh, Hugh Max and Dennis. Um, they created the Dire Beatles as kind of a whole. Hugh, De- Hugh Dennis? No. Oh, shit, yeah. Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Max and Dennis, not Hugh. Uh, he's not okay, a, right. He's a comedian. Yeah. Anyway, the Dire Beatles are like, kind of like a homage to the uh, underground and commercially unsuccessful band from Liverpool, the Beatles. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I've heard of them. The, the Dire Beatles create kind of synth-based versions of the Beatles songs by sampling like heart monitors. And kettle, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, pit chat from, from the London wards. 
I don't know why you don't. These are ticking all the boxes for me at the minute. Uh, just annoying me. Uh, ECG monitors are a big tick in my book. Yes, please. Uh, the biggest. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. The biggest trend in music production in 2020 is uh, yeah. ECG monitors. <laughs> best synth of 2020. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the band have played gigs so far. It was on the roof of the Royal London Hospital. And the- oh, well, yeah. Crowd was kind of mainly ambulance drivers and patients popping out for a fag. Yeah, okay. But they've now recorded eight tracks. Uh, did this inside the hospital's morgue. Uh, just to offer some... Kind of, <laughs> kind of like industrial ambience of the track, I guess. A bit gothic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the album is going to be called High Blood Pressure and it's out on Christmas Day this year. Oh, well. I'll, I'll, do you know, I look forward to that I'll, I'll very listen, much. I listen to Out of Curiosity. But that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. The other band I had was uh, The Academic Diary. Okay. The yeah. From Dover. Uh, Two piece garage rock band. I already want hate them. Get back to 2004. <laughs> anyway, Megan, the drummer, she lives in France. Uh, whilst Paul, the singer, he lives in uh, obviously Dover. And he has like a studio mm. in one of the warehouses. Um, unfortunately, the implications of the COVID-19 lockdown have meant they have not practiced together for about four months. Okay. Uh, so in order to overcome this, they've been, like we have, they've been using Zoom to kind of do live streams on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, however, due, due to the time difference between England and France, the the parts are a whole hour out from each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I understand that. One bit's just guitar and vocals, one bit's drums. Um, and nobody likes them other than uh, a right wing extremist and also <laughs> audiophile Tommy Robinson and he's kind of managed to fix the performances because he's got some high end so- audio software um, yeah he's got loads of gear hasn't he yeah he cl- I heard about that he claims that the academic diary totally rock um, is that is that on his website yeah yeah I think it was I've, it's it's just just under Get him, get him out my, get him out my back garden. My interest is, yeah, <laughs> batting horses, and yeah, the academic diary, yeah, whinging, whinging, being professionally cross. I hope Tommy Robinson comes after. Like, I want to start a bit of beef with him. Yeah, I hope so. Should we just sit here, slag him off for a bit? What? He's got slag off Tommy. Start some controversy and drum up some. Tommy Robinson wears dresses. Tommy Robinson has got a tiny face on a quite a large head. Tommy Robinson drinks milk and eats cheese onion crisps at once. Oh, sometimes. All right, let's not go too far, Matthew. Come on. Right. Shall we? Uh, have you got anything else to add to the poddy? Um, actually, yeah, one last thing. Puffins, yes or no? I love puffins. Yeah. So much. I went to yeah. see there uh, on a boat trip, and I'm quite, I'm quite jealous. When they fly, you know, like how most I don't know where birds' feet go usually, actually, but puffins they've got kind of like duck feet. But when they fly, they just like go out flat at the back, like a little like jet fighter or something, like a, li- like a little windbreak. Yeah, it's so I love it. That was the favorite bit of him. Wow, the so yeah. as well. Have you ever seen a puffin? Not up close. I think they're going to be like the size of a pigeon. They're not. They're probably like half the size. 
Oh, they're tiny. Tiny, they're well cute. Yeah. So And they've got they put some good books out as well. <laughs> yeah, they're quite avid writers. Yeah. That's my that's my joke joke for the for the episode. There you go. Ladybird as well, eh? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye. See you later. See you later, Matthew. Bye, Dan.